This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a, a Tuesday here in Pittsburgh, and it is a, well, it's a nice day. Big storm coming from what I hear, though. Big storm coming. And uh, the Steelers, um, they couldn't really lose last night, depending no. on what happened with that Ravens-Browns game that just was ridiculous. If the, if the, if the Browns lost the game... right. The Steelers now their magic number is now one. They just need a Browns. They just loss need a win or a Browns right. loss, and they clinch the division. If the Ravens lost, then the Ravens were in deep trouble in the playoff race. Yeah, big time trouble. Yeah, and have a very good chance not to get in there. So it, they couldn't lose in that situation. Couldn't lose. It's funny. I I thought about it more, and I had a lot of conversations with my buddies before the game. Who are we rooting for? All that, and I prioritized it like this: that if you're the Steelers, I thought before the game, priority number one was win the division. Right. So. Now you're down to a magic number of one with the Bengals on in front of you, and they're going to win the division. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. That's 98.999. I'm going to go 102%. Yeah, they're going to win the division. <laughs> the second thing I wanted to see was make Week 17 not matter. That's now potentially and on the table. really yeah. there, you know, and, and maybe that means you fall to the three seed and Buffalo goes past you. So what? You know, if you can rest everybody or at least have the luxury to decide to, I think that's huge. And then the third priority would be it'd be great for the Ravens not to go to the playoffs because they're good. And, you they know, were. I, I, see, I think they were going to go regardless. I kind of do, yeah. Because even if they lost that game, they're probably they're going to be favored in each one of their final three games. Right. So they were going to get the ten wins. So then you're counting on that on the Dolphins, who aren't playing great, to win out. Weapons, they, you know, they got to go to the, yeah. they got to go to Oakland. They got to mm-hmm. play the Bills. They, they play the Patriots this week too. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, that's not that's a yeah. toss up. So I mean, the way I saw it was. Both of those teams were going to be in the playoffs. Those were two playoff teams mm-hmm. last night, and they may meet again, which would be fun. Yeah. So what you really wanted, if you're, you know, this, you want to clinch, as you said, clinch the division first. That's first and foremost. And now that's basically done. Now the pressure's off a little. You know, I mean, you still got to win a, a game. Sure. But the, the pressure's then I mean, kind you play of Cincinnati off. Cincinnati this yeah. week. And I'm, they could lose to Cincinnati, but they won't. I, they're not. They I, could. I don't see any possible way they could lose to Cincinnati. I'm sorry. The, the defense looks so healthy now. Too. Well, not so healthy, but. Healthier. If they I mean, if, if they had the if they had back. to re-sign Paxton Lynch this week and play him against the Bengals, I would pick the Steelers in this <laughs> I game. I like their chances. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Bengals are the worst team in the league. So that worked out great last night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would love to see the Steelers be able to rest or moderately rest people in Week 17. They look like they need it now. I expect them to come out with more gusto and juice on Monday night, and maybe I won't be harping on that as much after that, but. I bet Ben wouldn't mind sitting down for a half in Week 17 or Pouncey or maybe the whole game. You know, I think that would be a nice luxury, considering home field advantage of the playoffs to me is not that big a deal. I looked at that game last night as well, and I texted you this after the game. Uh, the Browns now play the Giants next Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I because they're playing the Giants, and I don't know that I necessarily trust the Giants. I wouldn't pick the Giants to win that game outright. 
Not but the, the way Bra- it looked this last The Browns week. are going to struggle in that game. I would think There's so. There's going to be an emotional letdown. I would think so. And I remember in, you know, we sat down with Labs at training camp. It was the year they just signed. It was in the offseason right when they signed Odell. Right. And they had like five or two six years prime ago. time. Yeah, yeah, it was two years ago. Last, last camp we all got together. And he had such a good point. We were talking about the Browns. And at that stage, it seems funny now, they were the Vegas odds favorite to win the North. You know, like... And Labs is like, look at all these pretty new parts they got. Oh yeah. yeah, Baker was you know had his eight game rookie streak that he was great or twelve games. They added Odell. They're gonna take the world by storm. And Labs said something like, yeah, but let's see what happens when they have to play a Monday nighter and they're a little beat up and they have one less day of practice and you got to do that five times over the course of the year. And, you know, little things like that that you just don't think about that. A new coach at the time had never done, and you know, rookie quarterbacks and things like that. You're right. I mean, you play a very good Giants defense this week. It could be let down city, and the Giants looked really bad just last week. But it looked like Jones shouldn't have been back in time. To yeah, I mean, I, like they should have probably sat him another week. Yeah, but because they're in the playoff race, they were in first yeah. place going into that game. They they didn't want to do that. They mm-hmm. thought, well, he's healthy enough to play. Let's play him, and that wasn't. Yeah. You know, but they did some good things against Arizona's offense. They did. They did. I mean, they, they, they did. Arizona didn't go move the ball up and down the field on them. Well, they stopped the run. Is the yeah. Thing. And that's great against the Browns. I mean, yeah. they have those big horses in the middle of that defense. They're hard to move. And I would imagine Bradbury will be all over Landry. I mean, that's – and he's better than Landry. <laughs> I mean, right. they, you know, it's not like it's an Odell situation, and Odell's not even really missed. But it was a fun game last night. I mean, even if it wasn't the two big rivals, the AFC North, I mean, it was just a blast to watch. And you and I texted a bunch, as we always do on Monday nights. And some things I took away from it was Lamar as a runner looks like he's back. Yeah. I mean, he's he looks fine. There was the Willis-Reed moment where he came back out and awesome, fine. Um, I want to give Baker credit because I killed the guy. I mean, he had a one really bad pick that should have been a pick six. But two weeks in a row now, he's thrown the ball very, very well. But we also texted back and forth, too. Like, everyone's talking about how great this game was and Justin Tucker wins it and Lamar and all the heroics. These are these defenses were horrendous. Horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. Yeah. The only thing that kept the Browns from giving up over 400 yards in that game, they gave up like 394 or something okay. like that. The only thing that kept them from, from giving up more than that was Lamar couldn't keep his feet in the first half. That was amazing. That was And... He was out for two series in the second half. <laughs> right, McSorley. If that doesn't out. happen, yes, they have 500 yards of offense in that game. Oh, for and sure. And it's probably not close. It's probably not close. I mean, how many times did he slip and fall in the pocket? And yeah, yeah. And they even this isn't necessarily the same. But before the two minute drill to end the half, Baltimore had only th- thrown three passes. Yeah, <laughs> he had been sacked more times than he had yeah, thrown yeah. passes. Right, because he kept falling down in the pocket. And it wasn't like because Miles Garrett was whipping people left. No, right. he was falling down in yeah. the pocket. Right, couldn't keep it. He was like a, he was like Bambi mm-hmm. on skate, you know, on right. the ice. Uh, brings me to the question: Did the did the Ravens as much win that game as the Browns lost it? I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty even fight. Boy, a kicker advantage is big in a game like that, yeah. or any close playoff caliber game. It makes you. Appreciate but they made balls. they made some key mistakes down the stretch. They did. Like, they did. I see what you're saying, and I don't disagree with it. You know, it's one of those teams is better at winning football games in the NFL. Yeah, than you the don't. They right just now. don't know how to finish mm-hmm. off a game like that yet. Yeah. 
and that takes time. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think the Dolphins can do that either. Right. You know, like, it's just the way the, the league works. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bunch of teams that have been bad for a long Like, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust the Cardinals in a game like that. I wouldn't right. trust Oakland in a game like that. Right. Maybe next year. Yeah. You know, after you, you have to learn how few. to. Right. You have, you have to learn. You have to learn how to walk in those games mm-hmm. before you can run. You Whereas, use the NBA yeah. example a lot. You know, like the Pistons were that way. Yeah. And then they did it to Jordan. And then Jordan got over the hump after right. a couple of years of getting beat up in the playoffs. And same thing happened to Lemieux. I mean, like great great athletes usually don't just come in and win it right away. You, you know, it takes yeah, it's, a while. it's difficult. It's a process. Yeah. And, and so and I, most I, don't get there at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's the that's the thing. You know, I know Lamar Jackson hasn't had his playoff success. Right. right and right. you know, maybe he, maybe this is the year where he wins a game, but. Um, their passing game is awful. It's bad. I thought it was Mark Andrews. I think is really important. It's, to them. it's Mark Andrews and Sneed, and you can't trust anybody else. Yeah, because there was a couple games without Andrews, and it was so so bad. Yeah. Marquise Brown is disappointing. Yeah, I mean, he had the big play, but he had three drops at least. Easy drops, too. easy ones too. Yeah. You know that are. You know, stealer two yard out type stuff. You know, like, yeah. I mean, not difficult. Like you can't, you can't expect him to catch the stuff down the field when he can't catch a five yard out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> like they want to play Des Bryant, right? I mean, that's, that's what it tells <laughs> that they can't wait to get. They're they're not happy. He can't get on the field. I mean, yeah. that's where they're at. Now, you know, I think their lines coming together a little, but it's hard to tell in protection because they never throw and the sacks didn't really count. But so I do think their lines coming around a little. But they let up a lot of yards and a lot of. They gave up almost five hundred yards. Right. I mean, you think that defense is really good? It's okay. I, I mean, thought that 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 to me was the most disappointing thing. I thought that their defense would, would control what Cleveland did. I thought it would be the they best would, of the four units. I thought that they would shut yeah. down the run better than they did. Mm-hmm. Um, Confuse them with blitzes. Yeah. And right, right, right. And that and really coverage. didn't happen. No, it didn't. And again, I think the Browns' offense deserves some credit for that too. Like we were talking a little bit off the air. I think Higgins and Peoples-Jones and the young tight end Bryant and the Joku and Hunt, they're all kind of filling in okay as receivers yeah. better than I thought. Yeah. You know, I thought they'd be really short of pass catchers. And Baker's playing better, and they're making life easier on uh, And I bit. thought that the Ravens did a nice job, uh, or the, the Browns did a nice job of identifying, okay, who's Jimmy Smith on, who's Marcus Peters? Stay away from Humphreys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's clearly their best corner, yeah. by the way. You know, it's, it, it, Marcus, Marcus Peters. If Marcus Peters had bad hands, no, oh, yeah, you would never hear well, he about Marcus play. Peters. Yeah, he, he stinks. Play. Right, right, right. He he, he is a liability in coverage. Right, right. but oh, but he picks off five or six passes a year. He ends well, up good. at Sports Center yeah. half a dozen times. He gives up. He gives up twice as many big plays as he as he makes. He doesn't really love the tackle either. No, <laughs> and, that's, and that's a problem. And Jimmy Smith to me looks like he's done. And Humphreys is a superstar to me. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best corners in the league. And right. It, there's a big gap, and I think that is one of the books on this team. And their safeties don't really make up for it. They're more right. strong than free. And I know Earl Thomas is a pain in the butt, but his presence and what he brought, they don't have anymore. Yeah. You know? So, and the pass rush doesn't get home like you'd think. No, you it's know? not. It's not nearly as good. It's been a couple of weeks since they've done anything with rush in the past. And the Dockway hasn't been an impact. Judon's yeah. disappeared. The only the only impact ago. he made yesterday was a negative one when he got called for roughing the passer, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I thought was kind of a cheesy Man, was, call. But great, but yeah. Um, but Justin yeah, Tucker's a heck of a weapon, though. Tucker is as soon as they got the ball across the fifty, I'm like, well, this is done. over. Done. Yeah. Forget about it. Right down the middle, money in the bank, best kicker I've ever seen. He's a. 
I hope you vote for him when if you're up for the Hall of Fame. He's the only one I'd ever say that about. But boy, if 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 any specialist deserves it in my lifetime. Well, now they're now the now that some of these other guys were well, they're automatic. They're, you know, you're going to put Vinatieri and you have to put well, Tucker. Not close. Yeah, <laughs> not even close. He's this he's five times the kicker that Vinatieri yeah, is. This guy's worth every penny he's ever got. I mean, to me, it's like, who's the second best receiver ever behind Rice? Well, I think that's the kicker conversation. Yeah, Tucker and uh, I don't know Morton Anderson, or they're not close. Right, it's it it's yeah. it's it's nowhere near. Uh, it's not even a, a discussion. But right. uh, the Steelers now in a situation where um, even if Cleveland does happen to beat the Giants on Sunday, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because if the Steelers take care of business, they win the uh, they win the North. Right, and if things go terribly, you still see them in Week Seventeen to. To handle your own destiny right. that way, I don't think it's going to go that. Uh, way, yeah, course, I don't think it goes that far. But um, that worked out very well for Pittsburgh. Yeah, so you know, I, I think the the AFC playoff race is largely taking uh, shape here as well. You're going to have the two teams from the South, Tennessee, Tennessee yeah. and Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have the Bills, the Bills, and then you're going to have the the other division champions, the Steelers, KC, KC, the two the two AFC North teams. Mm-hmm. Three FC North teams, I should Cleveland's say. Cleveland's in, yeah. yeah. Cleveland and Baltimore are in, and then Kansas City. Yeah, you're pretty confident about Baltimore. Is it just be, I don't know their their schedule off the top of my head. I know they have both New York teams, and they I think they must have Cincy in Week 17. Yeah, they have. Because they no, they have Jacksonville, the Jets, or no, Jacksonville, the Giants, I believe. Oh, Cleveland has two yeah. New York teams, but they also play the Jaguars. Yeah, they have the Jags and the Bengals. Too. Yeah, yeah. So they and yeah, they're they're, they're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna be fine. In. Yeah. Huh. And that's. Baltimore worries me a little bit. I mean, I, I, in, in terms of being a playoff team, you wouldn't want to run into. But your point was good too. That what if they're the seven seed or even the six seed and they win, they could knock off the Chiefs. Right. I mean, if they're playing their best, they, they've struggled against the Chiefs as everyone else has. At the very least, they'll they'll make the Chiefs play a complete football game. Uh, the Chiefs are going to have to stop the run. Right. And they don't do that. And they don't do that very well, well at all. No. I think the two teams that the Chiefs don't want to see in the playoffs. Are Tennessee and Baltimore? Yeah, I would think. It just because I don't. I, Cleveland can run the football, but I don't think that they're. I don't know. If they I don't. I don't. I don't trust Baker Mayfield to make plays enough in that game to keep up with them with uh, yeah. Mahomes. I mean, yeah. he'll make a mistake. Like last night, he'll make a mistake in a key mm-hmm. moment that and will cost them too many. Yeah. And how many points would KC put up on that defense? Oh, they would just <laughs> destroy it. <laughs> right. Just worse destroy than last it. Night. Yeah. There would be seven hundred. They put seven hundred yards on the board if they wanted yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, because they. That second, the Browns secondary to me is really worrisome, and we talked about that before the game. Yeah, they blew out the Titans, but the Titans made it closer than they. It wasn't just garbage time. It was case or the Browns secondary. It allowing was it play. was Tennessee dominating the play in the second half. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Casey would trash. They just secondary. built. They just dug themselves too big of a hole. Right, right. It was just whereas too big there's no two. You know, there's no hole that's too big for you know. Yeah. And they're not going to The Browns should get up twenty-one nothing, and that game could still end up, you know. I'd be betting the live fifty to thirty-five. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Far from over. We've seen that with them a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. And Tennessee could probably control the game on the ground too. Yeah, like, I mean, keep it close and don't don't make mistakes. Their defense is bad though. Too. It, it doesn't. Run, they don't rush passer. No, that's the problem. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean that's the there, there's. <laughs> Some major issues with with all these teams. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. If you start looking at that AFC playoff field, well, the Steelers will have played everybody in that playoff field except for except Kansas for City, KC, right? Yeah, and we'll see what the Colt game brings us. Uh, I was about to say the Colts are maybe the team, including Kansas City, that I see the fewest weaknesses. 
but they don't overwhelm me anywhere. Yeah. Like their defense came back to earth a little. The line's not quite what it used to be. Rivers is okay. You know, like, uh, they do everything pretty well right now. Uh, like, I wouldn't want to play them in Indianapolis. Mm. But playing them outdoors in the weather, I bet Rivers would struggle. Yeah, he's gonna he's yeah, he's gonna look bad. That would not look not play to his strengths at all anymore. Yeah, yeah. so that's a good field though. Yeah, oh, it's a strong, much stronger than what the NFC is going to be. Right, the NFC East and the, whoever the seven seeds not going to be pretty. It could be the yeah. Vikings or a team like that. Yeah, yeah. not going to be not going to be good. But uh, we're going to take a break. He all is right. Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Mike Tomlin held his press conference today. Had some good news. I wanted to talk about some other things along those lines as well. We'll do that right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, Mike Tomlin held his press conference today. Um, didn't really talk much about the Bengals, but did talk about his team's health. Uh, looks like um, uh, Kevin Dotson uh, has a chance to play this week. It's yeah. a shoulder issue, not a, uh, a not pec, a pec or, not a pec, which was what he said after the game. It was announced in game as a as a uh, shoulder injury. Then after, as was Filer for that matter. Oh, was it? Uh, and then after the game. Uh, Tomlin must have gotten confused on that and said that both had pectoral injuries. There were some ah, cross-ups okay. there. Um, Filer does, in fact, have a pectoral injury and won't be back this year. He's on IR, yeah. He's on IR, and he's not it's, – yeah, it's, it's a long-term thing. Okay. Um, so it's going to be Kevin Dotson, assuming he can play this week. Uh, they do get an extra day of rest there, but um, if not, that's certainly promising yeah, in itself. Whether he at plays least, or not, yeah, at game. least they're not in panic mode. Um, and if they, you know, have to not play him this week to, to get him ready for the final two, yeah, fine. Yeah, right, yeah, right. This, this is mean, a, a good team to do that against. Yeah, you're you're at least putting five starting offensive linemen out there. You know, what right? I mean? There's not this. They can't afford it anymore. Like, no, they can't afford it yeah. anymore. Yeah, but that is very good news, and. Um, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but they picked up a guard off the KC practice squad. Yeah, Kevin Isadora from Ke- from Kansas City's practice squad. He's he's appeared in 25 career games and mm-hmm. started six, so he's got some. It, he was a fifth round pick of the Vikings out of out of the U. Yeah, he's got a little bit of ability. Yeah, I remember watching him in college and thought, yeah, he has a chance, but he's bounced around the league a little since. Yeah, so um, you know they're. So he won't to, be active this week. No, no, he, he has that. to go through his five days of. Mm-hmm. COVID stuff, and so that he'll be ready for it, much like with what they did when they signed uh, the guy from Indianapolis's practice squad, the outside linebacker last oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah, Marsh, and he is active. He'll, now. He'll, now yeah, he's turn. now on the on the roster. He'll practice this week. Okay, presumably play you know this week against the Bengals. Let's get back to the O line in a minute, but now all of a sudden, if and maybe I'm jumping to conclusions in a positive way, but if Vince Williams and Hayden are playing, and you throw Marsh into the equation. Defense doesn't look so bad all of a sudden in yeah, terms it's, of it's back injury to, wise. Right. It's back, back to, to Bush. You, you know, Bud's not walking back through the door and Bush right, isn't right, walking right. back through the door, but you've stopped the bleeding. Yeah, you've stopped the bleeding and there's more options now and Williamson's got something under his, his belt and uh, Sutton and Hilton are both playing really well and, you know, your corners could be a strength again. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like that situation. And, and, you know, this is a team that, again, played three games in 12 days, and people say, well, teams do that every year. And they do. They do. Uh, but 
when you play your 12 games in three days, regularly in, in a normal season, mm-hmm. you're also playing an opponent who is playing <laughs> yeah, that, three games in 12 too, days. Right, that aren't... Washington not, was super rested. Yeah, not yeah, one. Right. You're not playing a team on four days rest who's coming off eleven days rest. Right. You know, and then you're 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 playing another opponent in the Bills who again had normal rest and you didn't. Yes. Right. And I heard a good point today too that how many times just because the schedule got changed so much too. It'd be different if the schedule comes out. You and I do our schedule release show. Tomlin sees the schedule and says, I'm going to have to play three in, in, in 12 days. I'm going to prepare for it this way. I'll give him a little time off before, yeah. give him a little break after. We you know, maybe scale it back, prepare accordingly. Is instead of we have a bunch of walkthroughs and we don't have real practices because we think we're going to play and then we don't. And, you know, like it's hard to stay sharp without good practicing and without a routine. But yeah. I'm not making excuses. It's not unheard of territory. But it's a lot to overcome. Yeah, I mean, it's just different. And so, and you, you know. The, I think the injuries come as a result. I mean, the, that, that's, yeah. you know, that's speculation. And so, you know, the injuries and everything else that happened this year kind of affected that. Um, Hayden expected back this week. Yeah, good. Uh, you know, it looks like uh, Connor, who had a quad, um, looks like he'll play. Uh, Do you think he was injured a fair amount in the second half of that game? He left at the end of the first quarter, went to the locker room, and mm-hmm. then came back out. Um, I thought they ran the ball okay early in that game. Yeah, I thought and then he's just, clearly their best back yeah. when he's right. But Samuels had the most snaps at the running back position, which well, well they were they were in a pa- they were in a pass mode, and, yeah. and that's just not you know you, there's no sense of beating Connor up anymore when you mm-hmm. think you're going to need him, and he's not the receiver that Samuels is. I mean, Samuels no. is a better receiver, and you know that's not Snell's strong point. So. No, it's not Snell's strong point, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I get it. It's just not optimal to me in right. terms of getting the best people on no, the No, hey, the, the, the less right. time he plays, the better, in my I, opinion. But that's, I agree. I agree. Uh, Terrell Edmonds has a shoulder. Uh, Chooks a core for as an ankle. They're all These guys are all expected mm-hmm. to play as as, as well as uh, I was really concerned when Hayden. Chooks went out. Yeah. And then you know, oh, he came. That, was, that would have been. To, they were down to five offensive linemen. <laughs> right. And one of them was Gerald Hawkins. Right. So they were down to four and a half offensive linemen. Yeah, he's another one that doesn't even see the field anymore. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, so it's not, you know, as bad as it looked coming out of that game against mm-hmm. the Bills with, with Dotson. An extra being day's back. rest for this one. I mean, like, yeah. this compared to what they've gone through, this is like a long week. This is like a semi bye week. I'll bet almost, some guys you know? slept really long today. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, and just stay away from the facility for a while, get your mind right, Deontay, you know. Like, yeah, as much know. as you can, and you still have to come in and get tested sure. and do that kind of stuff. But, but go skiing or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you can't do things anymore, but. Um, O-line questions for you. Filer's out. If Dotson can't go, do you think Gray starts? Probably, yeah. I like the sound of that better. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's kind of just short-sighted scouting, but Haas is so little for guard. He's tiny. He's yeah. just tiny, and he hasn't been impressed with me. I'd just rather take the... The bird, you know, the, the the whatever's behind door number two. He's adequate at center. I don't want to play yeah. him at guard. Agreed. Yeah. Big picture, they now have two unrestricted free agents that are on injured reserve. Are you still super interested in both? Do you think you get a deal on either? Filer didn't have a great year. No. I mean, I expect a little more from I got some numbers here on that. Okay. Let's, let's dig into this. Um, if you look at the run numbers, and I know that's what everybody's concerned about. Every, the, 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 the thing that everybody says, well, they need if they just run the ball when they're under center. 
Okay. They'll be much more effective. I think that's they've run the ball seventy three talking. Yeah, they've run the ball hundred and three times while under center this year for okay. two hundred and eighty two yards. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, not so good. They've run the ball out of the shotgun one hundred and twenty six times for five hundred and fifty eight yards. Okay. Now, in when they've been under center, runs to the left tackle. They've got they've run thirteen times for seventeen yards. Ooh. Runs to left guard. They've run 22 times for 31 yards in one touchdown. Runs straight up the middle to behind the center. It's 35 for 88 and three touchdowns. Okay. That's your quick plunges. Yeah. Uh, to right guard under center, 17 for 35. And right uh, to right tackle, 16 for 103 and two touchdowns. Hmm. Now you say, what's the difference there? Well, most of the time the right tackle, that's your strong side. Yeah, you have, the, you have the tight end or an extra lineman lined up next to him. Okay, yeah, but you should. the defense leans that way too. Right, right. They yeah. They see that too, you know. When it's under, when they're out of the shotgun, okay. it flip-flops. Really? Left tackle runs, 18 for 93 and a touchdown. That's 5.2 yards a carry. Yeah, right, right, you'll take that. Small sample size, but still. Left guard, 30 carries for 193 yards, a 6.4 average. Take that, right, right. To center, 37 for 137. It's a 3.7 yards per carry average. Uh, right guard, 25 for 78, 3.1. Okay. And right tackle, 16 for 57 and a touchdown, um, 3.6. Okay. I mean, it's obviously better from shotgun period. They're better period from the shotgun. Right. And secondly, when they're running to the uh, – these are things like when – the way I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, what can they do to fix this offense this week? Yeah, I'm right. writing, a, we're, we're writing little... a story that'll that'll move later tonight on, on DKPittsburghSports.com, breaking all this stuff down. They know this. Opposing teams know this. Yeah, this is all data this out is there not, for everybody. And, and right, I'll have some – we'll talk later about some of the deep passing game as okay. well. <laughs> I got some numbers on that that, yeah. Yeah, I uh, can imagine. We can do that in the next segment, but so if you if you have an idea, the problem has been uh, DeCastro's missed three games. Yes, Pouncey missed two games uh, on the COVID list. Now you're without Filer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lost your starting right tackle Banner at the start of the season. Before they ever really got yeah. moving, right? So it's been a lot of moving parts on that on that offensive line. When they were at their best, they'd settled in on mm-hmm. you know these starting five and let's go. In the last month. It, you know, Pouncey misses two games. Now Filer's out. It's, it just kind of snowballs. It, it does make there. it hard. It, they've had a remarkable continuity over the last five, six years on the offensive line compared to other teams, and that's a great, great strength. This year it's been tested on a week-to-week basis of knowing who's playing next to you, especially on the interior. Um, as for just a, a quick note I want to mention while you were talking there too, Shotgun runs in short yardage make me crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm still old school that way. And, and you know, a lot of For those runs, of a lot of those yardage. runs under center or under center are short yardage situations. Line or on the goal so line yeah, or you're not right, going to average as much. Sure, yeah, I was um, thinking that too. You know, but you still see it across the league where people are in shotgun on the one yard line and stuff. I, I'm I'm old school thinking that way. You know, you get close to the line, don't have a long developing play, but clearly this team and every team. Runs very well out of the shotgun now. You get yeah. different angles. You know, you're already in a little bit more space. You, know, you give you can, your, you know, you give your quarterback and running back a chance to, you know, if the quarterback's at the line of scrimmage, you know, he's got to look around to see where everybody's at. Maybe, mm-hmm. but if you're back five or seven yards, you get a better view of 
Yeah, the yeah, defense, your lane you know, and all those things. Who's too. who's creeping up? Who's you know what's this? What's that? Right. Same thing for the running back. You're you know, mm-hmm. okay. I don't have the quarterback blocking my view here. I'm looking. We're seeing the same thing. He's right beside me. You know, we can we can communicate. Hey, that yeah. that guy's coming up. You know, there, there's all kinds of things that are the world. The the years of operating out of the eye or split backs. I mean, like it ain't happening anymore, no. guys. Right? I mean, it's gonna be shotgun with a sidecar. You know. And it works. I mean, and clearly it helps the passing game as well. It also and keeps, protections. Yeah, it also keeps the defense from saying, oh, we're going to put you know 10 in the box here. because. <laughs> but that's the other problem. Because the Steelers are so reliant on the short passing game, right. defenses aren't stepping out of the box. Right. We had a really good conversation. They got to back them out of that. They have to back them out of it. A deep and intermediate passing game would help the running game dramatically and help the offense dramatically. Um, the reason that they don't run the ball is so such a long list. I mean, I do feel like the offensive line is not moving bodies in the run game as well as they have in the past. Right. Their peripheral blockers are bad, and that starts with Ebron. I think it's one of the worst running backs rooms in the world in in the league, and there hasn't been much continuity there either. You know, they don't have a guy. It, it, Tomlin talks about it all the time. He's you get one guy and get him going, and they know how to block for him. And Lev's in there every time, and it starts to roll. They've also showed no commitment to it, you know, which because their job is to win games, and they don't trust it to win, you right? Know? So, yeah. and, and I'm sure when in doubt, Ben checks the pass. <laughs> yeah, just a hunch, yeah. educated just a hunch. guess. Yeah. Well, again, if, if you're Roethlisberger and you're seeing, okay, there's they got ten guys. Yeah. Yeah. That your 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 automatic check is to well we got to throw here. Mm-hmm. What's well, starting to worry me that we didn't talk about yesterday though is we're also seeing a lot more press man coverage, and I know that's not Juju's strength. Claypool's struggling a little with it too. Yeah, and maybe he just doesn't have quite the same spring in his leg. And that's the problem when you take Deontay Johnson out of the game. He's the he's one the guy that can one. beat press right. coverage, right. and well he's dropping the football. But he's dropping the football, right? He's always the constant, and. It, I think Washington's gotten better about it, too. Yeah. Long arms, he's physical, he gets people off his body, and he's been around the block a little bit more compared to Claypool. So that compounds the problem because we're going to get people at the line of scrimmage pressing you to take away the timing routes. That, that's all you're doing. Yeah. So why run into that heavy box, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of issues there. There's, these are things that they can work out. Um, you know, there, there are some teams that j- just aren't going to be able to do that. No, right, 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 right. You know, there are certain teams that can. You know, Baltimore, with their cornerbacks, they can play you that way. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to cause you some problems. Um, but the thing is, you got to make them pay once in a while. Right. you got to get Claypool a step. And, and if you oh, look, one, you know, if you look at the, the first Baltimore game when both teams had all their guys, mm-hmm. while the Steelers didn't hit any of those plays down the field, they got some pass interference penalties, which has has the same effect. It does, and they're so common in today's NFL. Yeah. It's a little frustrating. Uh, fan, they, you know, the Ravens had some last night. Mm-hmm. You know, they're grabby. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And so you're going to get some penalties against them. So that you know, you can you that can work in your favor as well. What yeah. they, they didn't get any of those taking shots usually pays leads off. to something, right? Because even if it's a pick and it's 40 yards downfield, it's an arm punt. You know, yeah, like, it's not that big a deal. Now, not all, not all interceptions are created equal, so. To me, that's the underreported problem. It's with the, the to me that is the problem in the offense. Yeah, is the lack of, of a deep passing game because everything would fall off of that so yeah. well if it was there. Maybe you know, maybe you wouldn't run the ball for 150 yards a game. No, but you'd have but you'd run for counts. more than in 48. Right, you know right, right. that that would that would help. 
So let's let's talk about that when we come okay, back. I've okay. got some more numbers for you here. Good. We'll talk about those right after this. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. So Matt, I did some digging today, and our friend, yeah. our friend Warren Sharp, uh, his his website really helped oh, me out. Oh, good, good. I was able to to find a lot of the same numbers that I got from on the the running game stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, he's got two sites. One of them's free. Yeah, and has all this information on it. Early down success rate, stuff like that. All that, that good, I yes. Yeah, and I was able to stuff. dig up the deep passing game okay. stats as well. And there's some troubling stuff here. I'm going to steal your words, but we've kind of beat around the bush a little bit. This is as big a problem as the running game, if not more. It's the and biggest problem. It would have pro- a bigger trickle-down yeah. effect than the other way around. It's and the biggest problem with their offense, period. I think you're right. And and this will prove it. Go ahead. Take it away. On deep passes down the right, or down the left side of the field, so to the quarterback's left, mm-hmm. Ben Roth, they've completed 14 of 26 for 413 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. That's, a hun- that? that's 111 passer rating. How do you define deep? Is it twenty and over? I think it's. I think on there it's like fifteen and over. Okay. Okay. But completions. But yeah. so. But still, that's a. It's a deep ball. Yeah. yeah. You're stretching the field. Uh, down the middle, five for fourteen for one sixty-four, four touchdowns, two interceptions. What sticks out to me is fourteen's too low. To too low. Yeah, yeah. The denominator is the problem. Yeah, they're they're ignoring the middle of the field big time. Uh, and they're but they're having some success there when they do go that yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. But as you see, the, the two interceptions, that's why they're not going there because that's also where you put the ball more harm's it way. Gets cl- it gets cr- loud. It yeah. didn't, you know, tips are going to problem The overthrow there. or something like that and turns into an interception. I don't mean to steal your thunder here because you have really good stuff, but it's much safer to throw the sideline pass. And most of their deep balls are all goes, which yeah. to me is a little worrisome. I don't know if they're afraid of Ben or you know, afraid to put it in traffic because they're not arm strength throws. They're... You know, safe throws. Yeah. You know, and people know they're coming. Down the right side of the field. Uh-huh. They've attempted 43 passes down the right side of the field, which is more than they've attempted in the deep middle or deep left. So They've, t- they've attempted 40 to the deep middle and deep left. Mm-hmm. They've completed five. Wow. For 123 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Wow. You've traded 43 attempts there, and you have 123 yards. That's a 28 there. passer rating Ooh. on those like that that's ridiculous. and everyone gets picture in their head. I mean, drops back, looks to his right, knows he's going there. Sometimes against single coverage, sometimes with a safety, whatever, and clanks off someone's hands or falls out of bounds or you know overthrown. In this yeah. case, last week it was underthrown. Yeah, to, to James 10, Washington. You know, right? Um, it's really bad production in that yeah. area of the field. Obviously, wow. Here's the thing. Okay, so to Chase Claypool is the primary guy that they go deep to. Mm-hmm. Particularly on the right side, obviously. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's, he's gone, they've gone deep to him 18 times down the right side of the field for three catches, 81 yards, and one touchdown. Three catches. Three catches on 18 attempts. Uh, middle, it's two for, uh, two for four for 65 and a touchdown. For Chase. Yeah. Okay. And then down the left sidelines, two for six for 120 and a touchdown. Of course, that one was the 80-yarder that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Deontay Johnson. Four for eight for 111. Uh, hasn't scored down the left side. 
but oh. four for eight for 111. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the middle, one for two for 28, and that was a touchdown. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. That, and then down the right side, 0 for 7. Hmm. No touchdowns and an interception. Wow. Uh, James Washington has only gotten four deep balls this year. They're one for two on both of them. One, uh, one down the, uh, one for two down the left side for a twenty-seven yard gain. Okay. One for two down the uh, in the deep middle for nineteen yards. One touchdown, one interception. Eric Ebron. This is why, folks, when people say bench Eric Ebron, mm-hmm. they can't do they it can't because then you can't solve your problem. Deep balls to the left to Eric Ebron. Five of eight for one oh six. It's pretty good. Yeah. And he's a tight end. He's a tight end. Yeah. Down the middle, it's one for three for 21 yards. You need more of that. You do need more of that. Uh, down the right side, one for t- one for one for 24 yards. He's been their most effective the downfield guy. guy because typically he's usually on a linebacker or a safety. Sure, sure. Ben's make capable of making those throws. You know, mm-hmm. these, and, and so they're not, and those aren't go routes. They're not go routes. No, those I mean, are those are seams those are seams or crossers right, or whatever right, or something. Absolutely. You know, an outside you know a, a, a corner throw or something like that. That I mean, there's a rule of thumb in this league too. I mentioned how they throw so often go balls outside the numbers. Well, you're usually getting their best corner, too. Yeah. I didn't mention that part. I mean, right. It's not a safety. It's not a linebacker. You're getting someone that covers for a living, usually with some length, you know, that aren't little guys. Um, I mean, how many posts have they run this year, deep posts? It feels like none. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you see that as a staple. The or- touchdown to Washington on on uh, against the Bills was, I guess – Technically a deep, I mean, it was a 19-yard post okay. route yeah, yeah. where he stuck it in there. Yeah, um, it was like a real know. skinny, nice, yeah. it was a designed, right. in-breaking route at yeah. least, right. Um, you know, Juju out of the slot, two for two for 49 yards. See, out of the slot is where I keep, the, the wheels keep turning. Yeah. Like, we're sitting there watching Chiefs highlights on NFL Network, and they'll motion Tyreek to the slot and burn him right down the middle of the field. Now they don't have Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm not saying that, but if Juju's on a slot corner... If he's on a Mike Hilton, he's going to run past him a, yeah. a higher percentage of the time. Or, you know, Ebron down the middle. But they're not attempting these middle-of-the-field throws, intermediate or long. And yeah. I think that needs to change. But it also makes you wonder in the back of your head, do they think Ben can't do it? You know, is that Yeah, and that's the thing. That's I mean, thing. you know, and, 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 and if he can't do it, then it's not fixable. Then it's not fixable. Right, right, right. And you might have to find a new quarterback next year. Right. I hate if, to say that's blasphemy. If he I mean, can... You and you're not it. doing it because you're, you're afraid to do it, mm-hmm. then that's a different conversation. It's time to take a step back and say we need to start making, attempting those right. throws. Because opposing defenses know this, too. <laughs> yes. They're looking at these same numbers and going, well, they're 5 for 43 throwing deep balls to the right. We're going to let them keep doing that all day. Oh, you just think about it. I'd love to think about it because last year we talked about this all the time. Like, what are the first meetings, what are, the, what are Cincinnati's defensive coaches telling their guys right now? Well, They'll abandon the run quick, guys. We, 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 if we're a little bit stout early on against the run, let's press them because everything's going to come out quick. When they take a deep shot, it's going to be right down the right sideline. So if your guy gets a, a release on you and uh, to just start running, right, he's going. To he's the going house, deep, yeah. Right. Or hey, that safety it's over the top. If Ben looks right, he's probably going deep right. But the rest of the stuff, that, yeah. You know, now I will say this: Claypool has drawn eight pass interference penalties. Which leads the league. That has a lot of value, too. That's a good point. But when they don't get those, they're not getting the completions either. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that has to change. And, and I don't – again, I, I think it, it, the defenses know that, so you shade your safety to the left side of the field. You're going to say, well, yeah. you know, if they want to throw the ball to the right, fine. 
we're going to keep our leverage and everything to, mm-hmm. you know, leverage, you know, to keep them from going to the left. We're not going to show them anything that says, hey, you can throw the ball to the left. Right. Oh, yeah. You don't beg them to do it because they right. don't want to do it anyway. They don't want to do it. So, you know, I, I think it makes them it makes them just kind of one-dimensional in terms of the passing game. Extremely. They just don't attack enough blades of grass. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's too much of the field they're not using. It's one of the benefits you have is it's a big field, and there's a lot of geometry you can use in this big field with route combinations and attacking different levels, and they're not attacking enough blades of grass. And Roethlisberger, I, I've seen him make enough of these intermediate. Uh, here comes a guy, uh, you know, across the across the middle, mm-hmm. and make those throws for me to say he can't do it. He yeah. made one to I think it was the Juju on Sunday against the Bills. Um, that you know he manipulated the, the the linebacker, threw it right in over his head. We've seen him make those throws to Ebron as well, where he just mm-hmm. throws it over the, the linebacker's head, and it's a you know fifteen to twenty yard gain. He can make those throws. And you mentioned the. Yesterday you mentioned it, and you mentioned the the skinny post that Washington scored on was a laser in a tiny little spot. Yeah, you know, like that's that an if, arm strength throw. If it were if it were twenty five yards down the field, it would have been a touchdown. If it were thirty five yards down the field, it would have been a touchdown. Yeah, he'd still be running. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really in the camp that Ben's arm is shot. No, I'm not either. I'm not. I worry a little bit about the combination of elbow surgery. Late in the year at his age, no matter what, because quarterbacks fall apart in December that are old. And he's had a lot of lower body stuff, including some things this year. And that's where you generate a lot of torque, you know. So maybe all those things are contributing to not being able to gun 15 arm strength throws, you know. But you don't need... You don't need 15. You, don't need, give me you, need to get, you hit two of them early in the game and the defense mm-hmm. goes, oh, I guess we better back off a little bit. Yeah, because I don't think it's... He can't do it. I just think he's – and maybe I'm just being – I go back to this game, the first game against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He was he made those throws against Cincinnati in that right, first one. Right. But we don't know if he's dealing with something. You know what I mean? They're not listing him on the injury report. They didn't – Practices. The, the, and, the, right. the, 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 the Jason Lockham four report, the Steelers were really concerned about his, his leg. They didn't list him on the injury report last week at a leg issue at all. Okay. So, yeah. you know – is 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 he feeling some aches and pains at this point in the season? Absolutely, he's thirty eight years old. Probably did ten years ago in week thirteen. Absolutely, too, right? yeah. um, you know that's just the reality of the situation. That doesn't, you know, is, might he possibly get something cleaned up at the end of the year? Absolutely, mm-hmm. but so will twenty five other guys on this team. But who cares? You still attack those blades of grass. Yeah, you have yeah. To, you have to attack. The book is out on you. Yeah. You got to rewrite it. And so, if I'm the Steelers, I'm looking, and they they have analytics people who look at this stuff. Oh, yeah. I, this isn't just me figuring these things out. Massive Some dumb reporter, right. you know. Yeah. This is I, I guarantee they get reports on this stuff, and if they don't, shame on them. But right. I guarantee you, they get reports on this every week. Here's what you're doing. Here's what here's what our numbers are. So you break this down. And you say, well, how can we attack this? Mm-hmm. How can we how can we how change, change how can we change this? It's right. much like the offensive line stuff. We see where we're having our most success running the ball. Mm-hmm. So is everybody else. We we saw you know we, we've seen them toss out all the, these long developing uh, run plays. They don't they, they haven't run those as much the last few weeks. Well, now make, make the change with this stuff. Yeah, and you even mentioned Warren Sharp. His his pay site. He has all these heat maps. You know, like I, I haven't really dug too much into him, but I think you can pull up Juju's heat map 
and this is where most of his catches are. This is, you know, these are all the areas that are green and not hot at all. Or I think you pull up quarterback ones or the next gen stats. You see all yeah. their throws. You put them all on top of each other and say, well, there's hot spots. Here it is. And there's yeah. Not. You it's know, like seeing, you know, okay, I'm, 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 you know, getting ready to play somebody in basketball. Where does he like to shoot at? Yeah, he loves. Okay, it. He's the th- he likes that corner. He guy. likes that yeah. corner. Okay, yeah. well, we're going to keep him out of that corner. <laughs> right. Don't let him get to the corner. I don't care if Force he's him left. Yeah. yeah, right. There's one spot he loves. Just don't give him that. Yeah, yeah right. And the Steelers have one spot they love, which. Tore people up early in the year. People forget yeah. that too. Oh yeah, yeah. And a couple, you know, fewer drops. It would be better than it is right now too. It's still you don't have to scrap that. That works really well. But I think in the end, you can send all the messages you want. And I understand Tomlin saying we're we're going to put people on the bench that drop the ball, and he was right to do so. But Deontay and Ebron have to play. They have to play. They, that's the that's the problem. You have to get them out of this funk. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna live or die with them. The, the problem, right. the problem with that was, is that Johnson dropped two of his first three passes. You threatened it, <laughs> right? Now, now you got to do it. If you don't, yeah. Now right, if you right. don't do it, everybody's like, people were already screaming, "When's he gonna get benched?" Mm-hmm. You know, Ebron barely played in the first half of that game, right? And and you saw what the, you saw what the offense looked like without Ebron <laughs> and Johnson on the field. Yeah, they, right. They scored right. seven points. They're the guys that people don't want on the field. Yeah, you know, you're trotting out there the Hawkins and McLeods of the world. Well, if you're gonna leave Deontay on the sideline, thanks. Yeah. You know? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, though, too. Even before Deontay was sat down, they were peppering him with targets. After coming off a game, he dropped them like a million. So, like, they know he's their A.B. He's, he's not their guy. A.B., but yeah. he's their A.B. He's yeah. the guy that that is the best after the catch. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that can get open he's on his own. He's a separator. Yeah. Yeah. Against um, man or zone. Yeah. That's why he gets peppered with targets. It's not because, well, Ben likes him more. No. Because he's the best. Because he's their best guy. He's the <laughs> yes. guy that gets open the most. Right. He's their best offensive player. I mean, I think that's clear. I mean, a quarterback aside, or you don't know how you rank those things, but I would rather they lost anybody than him on the offense. Yeah. You know, and, and Claypool's got all kinds of ability, but don't forget he's a rookie, and you know he he has a really bright future. But I think he's wearing down a little, and well, he's playing special teams, and he's yeah. you know he's doing there's all this. There's a book on him yeah. now too, by the way. Right. You know, there's a lot of tape on this guy. He's gonna. I don't know enough about releases off the line of scrimmage, but I bet there's some jam that he doesn't like that he can't get off right now. You know, yeah. that, that if, whatever it is, some corner. My thing with him is see. we saw him catch in training camp, and I know you weren't over there, but mm-hmm. in camp we saw him time after time just go up over top of people sure. and catch footballs. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that in a game really. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I you know I, if he goes down ten yards down the field and the, and the corner's on him, just throw it up high. Let mm-hmm. him go get it. Yeah. So I thought you were going a different direction with that, but you're right. They haven't given him the opportunity to do it as much, and maybe even by the goal line throw him a jump ball. I know that's a they haven't really done jump. that with him either. They've, they've no. only thrown him the ball in the end zone a few times. Like mm-hmm. it, it's. I was thinking the opposite though. Like it's been a month or so that I've said, "Wow, that's an athlete." Like, yeah. is he slowing down a little bit? You know, I don't know. And all these questions need to be answered, but a long week against the Bengals could answer all of them. (laughs) That's the thing. I mean, I I think this is a game where you need to regain some of that confidence in some of these things. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean I want to. I want to see them throw fifteen passes down the right sideline because they haven't been hitting them. No, don't go opposite direction. Yeah, (laughs) work on some of these other things. Show that you can do it. Show you can work the deep middle. Show you Mm -hmm. can work the the, the, the deep left. And then if you hit. You know, a couple of those things, if you get up, then take your shot down the right side. See, I don't think it's a chicken or egg situation either when you say deep passing game versus run game because 
the run game's not going to succeed the way the defenses are playing. No. The Can't. passing game could, which could open up the run game. Right. Where I'm sure some people are like, well, if you can get that run game going, then you take your play action shot. I don't think it's a chicken or egg thing. I think no, the I passing game has to happen first. It has to work. It right. has to. You have to get that part fixed. You have to threaten more grass. So therefore, you need to you need to create some of these mismatches, and whether that be Ebron down the middle, whether mm-hmm. that be Deontay, whoever it may be, they have guys. They That's have what guys. Not missing. Yeah, you know, it just can't be okay. Claypool's on the field, so we're going to chuck it deep to him. No, right, right, right. That's That's not, a little predictable with him yeah. too. You know. Um, it just, I haven't seen him on a, a deep in-breaking route or, you know, deep crossers or, you know, comebacks yeah. or things like that, too. You know, like, threatened between the numbers a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive. We here on Steel. Yeah, we just fixed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Steelers Nation Radio, The Drive. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. Nice. It's waiver day. We'll get to that right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. It's time for the fantasy football focus. Uh, hopefully, you moved on in your yeah in your game this week. Uh, you're into the semifinals. Yeah, getting near preferably, the or you're starting. Yeah. You're just start maybe just starting your playoffs, depending on your yeah, format. Yeah, so I've done that too. Uh, and you might be looking for some help. A little edge. Little yeah, edge. You pay something. Attention. Don't just sit on your hands. Yeah, the, this is the time of year. I don't care what you did that got you here. Right. Don't fall in love. Well, you know this guy got me here, so I got to keep playing. If Kyler, uh, uh, Kyler Murray is a perfect example. I played. I started Kyler Murray all year long. He carried me here. If he's not playing well, Dan Brung you is not a strategy to take. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> if there's some, if a better matchup or a better something that got you know cut loose, go with it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I use this example a lot. Is last year at this time? Well, right when the season ended. ESPN always puts out, these are the guys that were on the most Super Bowl winning teams. And you'd think it's McCaffrey and Lamar because they were yeah. great picks for where they were last year. And they were on a lot, obviously. They got them there. But the guys that were at the top of the list were Tyler Higby and Brashad Perryman because yeah. they went bonkers in the playoffs. And they were late right. pickups. Yeah, or you could have picked them up in you know in November or right before it happened. Yeah. Right, That stuff matters. So looking at the uh, at this week's uh, waiver wire, the quarterback position, it, it's pretty much picked over, but Phillip Rivers still just rostered in 41% of he leagues. some decent matchups, too. Yeah. Hilton's come on. Yeah, Hilton gives him an, another target there. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, they're able to throw the ball. Matthew Stafford only rostered in 58% of leagues, although he's dealing with uh, an issue he may not play this week. Yeah. Uh, in which case, you got to downgrade all of your lines. Everybody. Yeah. But if Swift, I'm not sure if Galladay will come back at all this year, but that's something to monitor. Yeah. Swift is always a. Swift helps. Yeah. yeah. Jalen Hurts. He's rostered in 16% of leagues. He's going to run. He's going to run. Um, he's a cheat code. He, he, yeah. I think he's startable. Now, he's not going to go out and throw for, you know, 200 yards for you. Mm-mm. But if he throws for 150 and runs for 80. 
And one of the and one of his runs is for a touchdown, and he throws a t- that's a, that's a good fantasy day. If Taysom Hill's startable, Hurts is startable. Absolutely, they're right. the same if, guy. Uh, right, same guy. Yeah. yeah, he may even throw the ball a little better than Hill. Uh, Derek Carr still only rostered in forty seven percent of leagues. They I'm okay of, with it. Yeah, he checks down still a lot, but yeah. I mean it's not so bad. They play the Chargers on Thursday night, so that's that's one to. Hmm. I guess that's good. Yeah. So. But then you got to jump on him now instead of waiting right. and seeing if Stafford's healthy or, you know. Yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, rostered in 32% of leagues. I think I'm done with Teddy. They're playing Green Bay on Saturday. That's a, There's some Saturday they games. That's the other thing right. to keep an eye on. They're going to be behind in that game. They will. And so he's going to have to throw the football. I wonder if D.J. Moore will be back. McCaffrey's not. I would expect D.J. Moore back. That was a, that was a that was, COVID issue. I would think it's one. Yeah. I mean, Anderson's been great. I don't know. I'm just not a believer in Teddy's game, and I'm prejudiced against him for fantasy. I don't love I him either. Yeah, you know? I mean, I I picked him up. I, I did spot start him once this year when they were playing the Falcons, and it was okay, okay. and it was fine. Yeah, I mean, he, he won't kill you. Yeah, no, he won't. But he's not going to necessarily win you the, no. the week either. Don't expect a lot of rushing yards. But either. if you've got somebody, let's say you got, uh, I don't know who you, who's even got what matchups this week. But if you have a tough, somebody, Kirk Cousins has a bad one. I forget who's the Bears. You know, it's yeah. kind of slowed down a little bit. Or if you get a bad weather game, that that's mm-hmm. you have to pay attention Good to that point, this time right, of year right. too. Like, there'll oh, be, be a couple of those popping yeah. up. Uh, running back Jeff Wilson rostered nineteen percent of leagues. That's all dependent on Mostert. He was dinged up. Mostert's the guy to me, but Wilson has value with Mostert. So and Wilson seems to be the guy they want to run at the goal line and those kind of things. It's yes. Like, yeah. But if Mostert doesn't play, Wilson's gold. Yeah. That's a tough one, though. That is a tough one. Carlos Hyde rostered in 27% of leagues. Now, last week he didn't quite split, or two weeks ago he didn't quite split as many carries with Chris Carson. This week he did. This week it was more of a, a 50-50 kind of split. Yeah. Now I they guess, were pl- they were guess, playing the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, against the Jets, but he had seventeen carries for seventeen touches for eighty eight yards. Like, I think Hyde's a pretty good player too. Yeah, like I know everyone just thinks, ah, he's just a guy. He's he's had success. That to me is like the biggest failure. If I'm looking at the Steelers this year, guys like that were available. Yeah, for nothing. For nothing. You're not. You don't have to pay Tar- Carlos Hyde's. I don't even know what he's making, but it's probably not much more than one point five. And we can come up with five that are just like him. Yeah. You know, the, the, if you had Carlos two, Hyde yeah. and James Conner on your roster. And last year, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's two years in a row. You could have used that guy. I think you mentioned you, you get what you pay for. They have the cheapest running back room in the in the league. Right. And I'm sure that's by design, you know, because you're using it elsewhere. And but you had cap space this but year. you had a little bit of cap space. Hyde's not great, but they would kill for Hyde right now. Absolutely. He would like, have been their leading rusher those last couple of weeks, for sure. Yeah. But Peyton Barber is rostered on 9% of leagues. Um, their offense is so bad, though. I know, but he, he had 14 but touches he plays, last and week. He's a goal line back. It's, and, a, it's almost the Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Their and, quarterback doesn't run. And he's better than Frank Gore. He's better than Frank Gore. Is Gibson ever coming back? I don't think he plays again this week. Toes it's are a back toe. For, yeah. Yeah, for running back. I mean, they may be at this though. point like, hey, if we can get by here, we might be still win the division. If we can get Gibson back for the playoffs, so be it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess Barber's usable. I'd rather McKissick. McKissick, yeah. McKissick. Uh, they had about the same number of touches last week. Obviously, McKissick did a little bit more with his touches. Sure. But when they get down to the goal line, oh, it's going to be Barber. It's going to be Barber. Right. Yeah. Yeah, their offense doesn't do anything. They've been winning despite their offense. You interested at all in Travion Williams or Samaj P. Ryan? Talked a little bit about P. Ryan last week. Williams got more touches this past game. I think Williams is the guy there. Yeah. So, sneaky, yes. 
He can catch the ball a little bit. He's kind of a geo-ish type player in just in mold. Um, brutal matchup. I mean, they're not going to move the ball. They're not going to move the ball at no. all against the Steelers. No. I, I would not be interested in either one of those guys this week. I don't know who since he has next week, but maybe you pick him up and don't play him this week. And if you have an injury or two and you're happy you pick them up a week yeah. at a time. Now, what about DeAndre Washington? Rostered in 24% of leagues, and that was a late, late scratch. Yeah, right. Uh, Miles Gaskin went on the COVID list so Sunday morning. Another week he's, he's out. Yeah, he won't be out. Salvon Ahmed still injured. They play um, the Pats. I don't fear the Pats' defense at all, especially against the run. And you know Washington will catch the football. He will. They're really hurting for weapons right now, too. Yeah. Gusecki, Parker's out. Gusecki might be. They got a manual. Washington might be an RB2 this week. Like, yeah, I'm looking. These a, other guys I mean, are all like flex plays. He might be an RB2 this week based out. on the based on volume. One thing Miami under floor has shown, too, is that they use one guy. Whoever yeah. it is that game, he gets a high percentage of the touches for running backs. So. Yeah, pick him up and break this minute. Yeah. yeah, frankly, he might be the guy if you're you're hurting everywhere else. That's I kind of like them coming out of school too. Like he's not a special player, but the yeah. Steelers could use him too. You yeah, know, like, he's not bad. At the wide receiver position, Tim Patrick still rostered in just twenty eight percent of leagues. That's a little surprising. Yeah, he's had a good year. He's usable, and Locke um, throws the ball downfield. They're playing the Bills this week. That's not a good defense. No, no, I, mean, no, I, I right. think I think they can take advantage of that. No, I think Patrick's usable. Um. We've talked a lot about this guy over the week. Nelson Aguilar, should he's 30, 35% ownership. <laughs> he's their number one receiver yeah. in a pretty good offense. I mean, it, yeah, I think he's a wide receiver three. Like, he's a, I don't say he's an every week starter, but he's a very startable wide receiver for fantasy. Kiki Kute is now rostered in 45% of leagues. He had um, one good game, and now um, he only got three targets last week. What about the other guy? They uh, push him around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is it, Allen? Hanson. Or Hanson. I'm sorry, Hanson. Hanson's a little bit more f- physically stout and able to handle the press coverage and things. It's just a bet on Watson. Yeah. Which is a good guy to bet on. Right. I right. mean, they're, they're, they're really a bad football team, right? right they now. are. Rashad Higgins owned an 11% of leagues. I like what I saw from him. There was been a lot of rumors. I don't think it happened yet, but Cleveland's talking about extending him. They're talking about him. extending him, yeah. And I can see why. I mean, I think he's a really good three in the NFL and a fill-in two and maybe better. I like him. They play the Giants this week. That could be a weather game. He, yeah. you know, he'll get – I would I, assume he'll he'll get uh, – um, I bet number two receivers do well against the Giants because Landry will, will get Bradbury unless he's in the slot. Yeah. But they don't go three wide very often. Right. That's the thing. Right. Um Jalen Rager still owns in twenty two percent of leagues. I'm sort of intrigued because I just like so much out of college. Love it though with that offense with Hurts throwing the ball. How many pass attempts is Hurts? Right, they're just not going to throw it around all that much. I mean, like he kills Goddard, he kills Ertz. I don't want any of their pass catchers. Here's one to keep an eye on: see what happens with him Uh, because he's now eligible to come off of IR. John Brown owned in forty percent ownership. Uh, If he if he comes off, in fact, even if he doesn't come off yet. Still grab him. You know that, that may be a situation where they wait until later in the week. You don't. We, we don't know. Um, if you get to your Super Bowl, you might be really happy really happy that you have right. him. Yeah, you gotta think ahead. <laughs> this Dolphins situation is a mess. It's bad. Uh, Lynn Bowden and Mac Hollins, one percent and zero percent ownership. Bowden, I like a little. Yeah, because what's cool about him in some leagues, you can start him at receiver or running back. He's not a running back at all. He is their slot receiver now. Right. By default, they traded for him. He has 
He's got a lot of Randall Cobb stuff to him. You let him throw a pass. And he can do that once <laughs> yeah. in a while too. You know, like they don't play. They play the the Patriots. I'm not saying run out and start him, but. Pay attention to the guy. He got nine targets last week. He had yeah. eight catches for 82 yards. He's not a bad football player. Tua's really got to throw. They, they got to throw the ball somewhere. Yeah, and they're easy throws for Tua. Tua's all about getting it out now. That's slot receiver, you know, slot machine. Heaven, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lavishka Chenault and Keelan Cole, 16% ownership and 24% ownership. Cole went off yeah, after, he did. after uh, you know, they made the quarterback switch. Well, now it's Minshew, period. Uh, Chenault went, had uh, 11 targets. Cole had 12. DJ Chark had just two. Yeah. I don't know, I or, no, I'm sorry. He had, n- he had nine targets but two catches two, for six. Yeah, of course. Right. It's That's a DJ Chark type it. game, yeah. I, I think they're all useful. I think Cole's over Chenault. They play the Ravens. Yeah. I would think Humphrey will be on, Ch- on uh, Chark a lot, except for in the slot. Except for in the slot. Which leads me then, okay, who's going to get Jimmy Smith in these situations? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the, these guys, could, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I want to touch that pass. I always game. avoid it. Yeah, I, I've been burnt by Chark all year because I really loved how he played last year. But I charred think you have by res- Chark, is that- <laughs> charred by Chark. Yeah, I think you have to respect Cole a little bit, though. Yeah, I brush him off every time you bring him up, and I shouldn't. Uh, Russell Gage, eleven percent ownership. I doubt they rush Julio back. He's five for eighty-two last week. He had eight and targets. He throws the ball. Yeah, I mean they're, they're going to throw the football. He's had a decent year. Yeah, he's been he's been serviceable when he's yeah. played. Uh, there's your J- Chad Hansen. Um, hit twelve catches for one hundred and fifty-seven yards over the last two weeks. Ownership is two percent. Uh, I think he should be he should be owned. He's going to get eight targets. I bet maybe a lot. Demir Bird is rostered in three percent of leagues. It's almost at this point. It looks like he has surpassed. He's their number. He's now the number I one think guy. He probably is. Yeah. Yucky though. It's and, I, and they have I, Miami this week. I don't love their passing game. At no, all. they don't throw the ball ever. Uh, you interested at all in AJ Green? No. He's Maybe got, if they didn't play the Steelers this week, yeah. I'd think about it. But no, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. Tight ends. Cole Komet, six percent ownership. He looks good. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jimmy Graham is. They kind of look at him in near the end zone, which kills a tight end. It's not a high volume guy, but I, I think Komet's got a bright future. Yeah, yeah. And so he could be kind of usable if you get lucky. This is a guy we talked about last week. Uh, in case uh, Kyle Rudolph didn't play, and wouldn't you know it, he goes off four for sixty three and a touchdown. Irv I'm, Smith. I'm buying Irv Smith. Yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to say that, and I never was confident enough to. Yeah. They yeah. they don't have a third receiver. They don't. And the tight end possession is such a mess right now. Right. I mean, he's the he's, third target in that offense. He's talented. Yeah, he can, he can even get you a big play here and there. No, I like Irv Smith. Yeah, they they play the Bears this week. The Bears haven't exactly done well yeah, against that's the tight end. That big a deal, yeah, right? Uh, Dalton Schultz, twenty one percent ownership. Um, I like to aim a little higher. He had, he had three for fifty last week. Yeah, I mean, he just Irv Smith just has such a higher ceiling. Yeah, you know, I like you know it. I mean? Harrison Bryant, one percent ownership. He's a good player. I mean, I think he's a hit. It's not a, a huge. He's not gonna get many targets. No, that's that's no. the problem. They don't throw the ball enough. No. Here's a guy who just keeps seeming to find the end zone <laughs> four times in the last four weeks. Dan Arnold. Yeah, a tight ends actually a part of their offense. People don't yeah. understand that. And he's not a terrible athlete. 
I mean, they look his way in the end zone. He probably won't catch another touchdown, but he might. You know, Larry's been four out touchdown and, passes in four weeks. Right. <laughs> Larry's really their tight end too, and he's been out. The problem is he's only got six catches. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like you need him in a scoring league. Oh, or, you need him to score. Yeah. Right. There's he no could doubt. get you a zero for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and really, that's it. Uh, Troy Fumagalli, uh, if, if Noah Fant is out, I guess. Uh, you're but, really reaching. I mean, maybe in DFS for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's he's just not no. playable. No, that's rough. Those, I'd rather play any of those other guys that we right, just talked about. Last. Yeah. I mean, he's a real NFL backup, if not a three. Yeah. That'll do it for the Fantasy Football mm-hmm. Focus. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. It's Tuesday. That means that is... Uh, rankings day. We'll go over oh, those okay. yeah. uh, right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's time to go through uh, this week's power rankings. And All as right. you can imagine, the Steelers are uh, dropping a little bit more this yeah, week. Yeah, I was a little hard on them. Um, these, of course, uh, Dan Hansis's rankings that okay. we go through every week it's on NFL.com. NFL. Right? Com. And, uh, well, Dan, uh, the unchanged, the number 32 team is the New York Football Jets. Can I we the call them the, 32. Can we call them the uh, – coming off that performance last week – that's right. <laughs> I mean, the Jets were. You know. It doesn't get any worse. No, I mean, that was it just doesn't. that might have been the worst and performance they had of the game. Might have been the worst performance of the year. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Yeah, it was I, bad. I, I I had them thirty-one because they almost beat the Raiders. Yeah, but, they, uh, they had a ticked-off Seattle team. Yeah, I think the Jets are <laughs> have made all their golf reservations and yeah. vacate. They're done. Yeah, uh, thirty-one is the Jaguars. The Jaguars would beat the crap out of the Bengals. I believe so. Yeah. 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 But those three are the obvious bottom tier to me. Yeah. And then, of course, the Bengals at 30. Good. Um, so I think there's two now in their own tier. I don't know if he agrees. I'm curious what he has. Houston at 29. That was one of them. Yeah. And then at 28, Detroit. Mm, I have Carolina. I think Carolina and Houston are both. Really, well, he has really Carolina at 27, so okay. not See, far Detroit's off. Detroit's been competitive. I think I had Detroit reasonably higher than that. Yeah, they're five and eight. They did win, beat the Bears last week. But they're just not. Um, they're not good. No, <laughs> but I mean, no. Panthers and Houston never win. Yeah, and they get they got uh, Tennessee this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna be bad. Derrick Henry could run for three hundred yards in that game. He might. He might. If he it's if it's close, schedule. if Stafford doesn't play, it only be one fifty because they'll get him out of there quickly enough. That yeah, <laughs> he can sit it out. Uh, n- number twenty six, up three spots. Chicago Bears, baby, broke that losing streak. Six and seven, they're in it. They're That's where in I put it. them too. It was a decent win, and we've talked about Trubisky. He's not horrible right now, but yeah, they're but they're not good. Uh, number twenty-five, up three spots. Dallas, Philadelphia, four, eight, and one. Mm-hmm. Okay, half game out of first place. I was nicer to them that than that. I think. I think I had Dallas behind them. Get the Cardinals this week. Cardinals are going the wrong Philly way. Does yeah, going the wrong way with the Cardinals. Well, they had a nice game though. They rebounded last week. Eh, yeah. yeah, I'm not a big Cardinal believer either. No, uh, 24 is Dallas. Yeah, okay. 
they're at four and nine. I mean, beating the Bengals didn't move them. No, skyrocketed them up the no. list. Uh, Twenty-three, Atlanta down two spots. They're falling apart. That was a that game against the Chargers was. You win. No, you no, win. Right, no, right. you win. Neither one of us know how or <laughs> yeah. want to. No, they're falling apart. They have no running they're game. Four and nine. Uh, the Chargers move up three spots to twenty-two with yeah. that big victory. They're now four and nine. Got to put them ahead of Atlanta. Yeah, this is my thing with with Justin Herbert. Yes, he's a nice talent. Oh yeah, and he he looks. He's not winning any games. The other thing that's and really their defense changed, isn't horrible. It's not. One thing that's really changed too, especially since Eckler's been back, which is three weeks in a row. They never throw the ball down the field now. Yeah. Now it's, it's just all dump, it to, and yeah. out, dump it to Eckler. It's all. It's like yeah. Steelers are worse. I mean, it's all short. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike Williams might as well not even. Well, he just, got hurt to start the game too. Yeah, right. but he, every time he's just running wind sprints. <laughs> You're not getting the ball. Yeah, uh, San Francisco falls a spot to 21 at five and eight. They're in a bad place. Yeah, it's, the quarterback it's, it's, it's is over. has been exposed. Yeah, it's over. Uh, Denver up up four spots to 20 at five See, and eight. It's not over for them. They're not yeah. going anywhere, but they're playing better. They're That's playing they better. Should be. yeah. yeah, they should rise up a, a, they, a you know, exercise like this. Yeah, uh, 19. The Giants fall. At five and eight, they had a really bad game. They played poorly. The Their quarterback, we've talked really about bad. that. He came back too early. He came back too early. A lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks. I think they're better than that, though. New England falls a spot to eighteen at six and seven. That might still be being kind. To that them. might be It'd kind. Be tough to argue with any of those teams yeah, behind them being better. Them are good. This is the thing. There's no middle ground this year in the NFL. No, like New England to me isn't. They even stink. A ground yeah, they're a bad team. They're a bad football team. Mm, they beat some bad teams. Um. The Vikings fall to 17 at 6-7. and seven. They had a rough week, but they missed a lot of kicks, and I think they can play with anybody. Yeah. I wouldn't hold that against them too the much. The Raiders fall three spots to 16 the at 7-6. The Vikings seven are six. the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders are they're done. They're, the last couple weeks have been really bad. They, they fired their defensive coordinator on mm-hmm. Monday. Defense is horrific. Yeah. I got that I got that bad. question on Monday. Why don't the Steelers do that? You know, they, could, they should fire a court and, like, that doesn't so you're holding things. you're holding the Raiders up as your pantheon. This is what you want. <laughs> Maybe we can strive to be do what they've done. Right. <laughs> uh, number fifteen team we haven't mentioned yet: the Washington Football Team, six and seven. I think that's exactly where I had them too. Their defense is exceptional. It yeah. really is. Their offense gets worse every week, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're maybe maybe they get Alex Smith back this maybe. week. Maybe maybe they had a. At least one, I think, two defensive scores. Yeah. yeah. Miami at fourteen at eight and five. I dropped them a little. They don't have a ton. I think I had them at twelve and moved them to like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't move them at all. That, that no. was just staying where you're at. Good D. Thirteen Arizona seven. I dropped them a little because Kyler looks healthier. I think Miami would beat Arizona. Would you do? I think I think Arizona Maybe. would struggle to move the ball against Miami. I'd give Miami the coaching edge. Yeah, I think they would too. Yeah, I think they. I think they, they would beat them. I was really hard on Arizona before this time last week, so I bumped them up. Tampa Bay fall wins and falls two spots to number yeah, that's twelve. A rough. I do think these next. My hunch is the next five or six teams are all going to be very similar, and they're hard to bunch up. But it's a little rough on Tampa. Number eleven, the Tennessee Titans at nine and four. Okay, I had the Browns below those two teams. Number ten, the Colts. I have the Browns. That's up a spot. All three of those teams. They're nine and four. The Browns fall a spot to nine and four. They're nine. Okay. Uh, the I, Browns have beaten the Colts and Titans. And, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I, that, not that that it, matters. It but. does. It matters. I mean, I had Baltimore behind those teams too. Number eight up a spot is Baltimore. 
could win. That, They're coming that, around. That game last night, you know, everybody's all fired up about the game last sure, night. Sure, it was fun. There wasn't a lick of defense played in that no, game. No, no, no. Not right, a lick. Right. And their passing game isn't good. It was like a seven-on-seven pass-slash-running <laughs> game. Run game, right, yeah. right. No, I, I had those guys at like 10 and 11, Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, number seven, the Seahawks. It's hard to... Okay. I think I had the Steelers at seven. Wow. You were really rough. I one. was rough. A couple bad weeks in a row. Uh, number six, the Rams at uh, nine and four. I had the Rams at two. I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, we'll see who who would you pick. Yeah, well, they Saints are down. Big whoop. They beat the they beat the Patriots. The, picking the number two team was really hard for me. I get that, but uh, number five he has uh, the Steelers okay. falling two spots. I understand that. Yeah. Number four the Bills. I had the Bills three. I was torn between the Bills and Rams at number two. He dropped the Saints down a spot to three. They lost, lost to the Eagles, and they don't throw the ball. Yeah. I was harder on them than I moved them to like five-ish. Number two, Green Bay. It's a solid pick. I mean, they're the number two. They're the they're, they're the top the, seed right now on the they NFC. Are. I don't like their defense. I don't like it either, but they keep winning, much like last year. Unbelievable. He's playing at a, a ridiculous level right yeah. now. Um, I put the Rams and Bills ahead of them. They were four for me. Yeah, I, I think if the, I, I think if the Packers played. If the Packers played the Bills right now, I would pick the Packers. What if they played the Chiefs? I trust I trust Rodgers more than I trust Allen. Oh yeah, I trust Rodgers more than everybody. Yeah. So therefore, I'm gonna. Yeah, know. I just think the Bills have a better, more around Allen. Yes, but I think Jair Alexander could take digs out of the game, a, yeah. you know, a little bit and make things tough on Allen. I, no, I think it would point. struggle. Yeah. I mean, the Packers would carve that defense out without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. The Packers could beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yes, they could get in. They could because the Chiefs don't run the football, and that's what the Packers can't stop. Right, and that's like the only game I would not say the Chiefs definitely have a quarterback advantage. Yes. I really think Rodgers is his equal. I think he's right playing now. better right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the Chiefs number one. Sure, sure, but they're not perfect. No, and it's you know it kind of shows you, you know, yes, the Steelers have lost a couple games, and even though you dropped them to would you say seven? Seven, I think they're still one of the best teams in the league. They are because all the ones above them aren't great. Yeah, you know, like Seattle. Yeah, they beat the Jets. I mean, that's, yeah, they crushed them, but New Orleans just lost the Eagles. I mean, I saw a lot of tweets last night. Well, the Steelers wouldn't beat either one of these teams right now. I don't know that that's true because they would play defense against them. Mm-hmm. No, the defense is there. You know, and I don't know, the, given the way that they played last night, like we're going to see the Browns in a couple weeks. The Browns' defense doesn't scare me at all. No. They don't have the, they don't have the players. They don't you, have the man. You could say, well, we're going to shut down this, this short passing game. But if you're not capable, you would, right. <laughs> you're not yeah. capable of doing it with what you right, have right. on the field. So, I'd rather play against the Browns' defense than the Ravens' defense, without a doubt. Yeah, just because the Ravens will throw more stuff at you. They'll you they'll know. press you and bang your receivers around yeah. and right probably get the band a little bit more. Yeah, there's not great teams. I mean, everyone in the world would have KC one, but two through ten. Is Tennessee much different than whoever you put two or no? You know? The Saints are not in a good place. Other than right who now. they've lost to, that's yeah, the only yeah, thing yeah. that's you I mean, know some of it. But who's playing the best right now? See, I I, I think that'll be the lowest I have the Steelers because I think they I think this is their low point. I said that a lot yesterday. Yeah. The, if we look at the graph of Steeler production, you know where their stock is, I would buy their stock this week because yeah. I think it's as low as it can. I go. I think they win this week, and I think they beat the Colts next week, and and then we're talking about them as a contender again, yeah. like a contender, contender, you right. know, like one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I do too. And so, hopefully rest people in Week 17 and yeah. freshly host a playoff game and go from there. Yeah, I, I just think, I mean, so, but yeah, okay, you, win, you go 13-3. Ooh, you had a bad season. <laughs> you had a <laughs> bad 
two weeks, three weeks. There's not, a, a, there's not a team on this, including the Chiefs, there's not a team on here that hasn't had a bad, at least a bad two-week stretch, right. three-week stretch. I mean, even what the Chiefs are going through now, they're barely winning. I mean, they're not blowing yeah, people. They're wild. winning, but they're barely. You know, yeah. and that's that's fine. You win. You mm-hmm. much like the Steelers when we talked about this earlier in the season. Well, they're barely winning. Yeah, but they're finding ways to win. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs also played the second easiest schedule in the league. Yeah, and they had a stretch where they lost to the Raiders and nearly lost to the Chargers. Where where are they in the power ranks right now? Bottom they're bad. Yeah, yeah and they're bottom third. Yeah, you know. Oh, oh, by the way, in Herbert's first career start. Yeah, 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 yeah. A surprise start where he didn't get all the first-team mm-hmm. reps that week either. Like, I mean, I think both of us would say if you had to bet on one team to win the Super Bowl, it would be Kansas City. But yeah. uh, I, I feel – I think they were better last year. If I gave you Kansas City or the field. I'll take the field. Yeah, you got better yeah. odds. I mean, again, Derrick Henry could knock them off like he did to Baltimore. Yeah. You know, if some, it, it, they get a bounce or two. A.J. Brown gets behind the defense. Henry runs for 170. You know. Or they, you know, they play the Ravens in in, in the second round, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, Lamar Jackson's he's coming off his first playoff win, and yeah. I got all this confidence, and he runs for 150 yards on you. Yeah, like, I do think Wilson and especially Rodgers and Mahomes they give you the X factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're the deodorant though. Yeah, I mean, when in doubt, it's fourth quarter. But there's nobody else. But there's nobody else. Like if if either if those guys are in last night's game. We all know who's going to win in the end. Yeah. You know, like, even if they don't get the ball, I mean, they're going to get the ball, the ball last, yeah. and they're going to win. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing with the, this year's Chiefs. Whoever has the ball last with them, they have always seems to have the ball last. They always seem yeah. to have it last. Right, right, right. Uh, but at some point, that catches up with you. Oh, wait, we, you mm-hmm. know, Andy Reid showed you in that game he didn't want to give the ball back to Tua in that situation. Right, and that's Tua. That's not Rodgers in the Super right. Bowl or you know Benny. And what happens, right. you know, if you miss that play? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you you. The, the, the odds show that, well, it's fourth and three. You know, it's go for it mm-hmm. rather than punt. But if you miss, if somebody gets a hand up or something, you know, no, the ball sure. slips out of the quarterback's hands or the, the receiver. at the line of scrimmage yeah. or something. There's all kinds of bad things that can happen there. Of course. It doesn't matter how great you are. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's, there's still variance. Yeah. So that's why they play the games. No, it's fun. Yeah. It it's, fun. it's always it's fun a lot to of talk parody, about. really. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we're going to hear from Gene Steratore. He dropped oh, cool. by the uh, DV Morning Show uh, every Tuesday. We'll hear what he had to say about this week's games right after this. Tune to the drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and we like to play back some stuff from the uh, DV morning show. They get some good guests on there, and one of those... Uh, who is an every week guest for them is Gene Steratore. Uh, he's the uh, officiating analyst for CBS. Not much to talk about this week in terms of st- no. stuff in the Steelers game, but there's always something that goes on. Uh, we don't have time at the moment, but boy, the the holding calls and PIs are making me in a little bonkers. Yeah. Maybe we'll chat about tomorrow a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we can do that. But uh, yeah, let's hear what Gene Steratore had to say on the DVE morning show. It's a DV Morning Show. I'm Val Porter with Mike Brasuda and Bill Crawford, our producer, Joe Rakicki. Randy Bauman out sick today. Joining us now, uh, and I was going to call you 
officiating and rules know-it-all, but that doesn't sound very nice. And I, I really no, like Eugene, so. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the position, Bob. Go for it. You can take a shot if you want this morning. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Almost like guru. No, like, no. We love Eugene. Guru is good. Is good. <laughs> rules good. master. Guru, guru seems very I'll, I'll zen. Yes, exactly. Ooh, rules master. I like that one too. <laughs> How are you today, Gene? Happy holidays. We're hanging in there, Val. Happy holiday to you as well. And and my best to Randy. I missed the morning getting yelled at here to start my Tuesday. But Randy, <laughs> if you're out there and you want to give me a call at any time today, feel free and just start screaming. It'll make me feel wonderful, buddy. <laughs> Gene, I don't Your want to yell at you. But without it. <laughs> I was watching that game last night, and everybody was slipping and sliding around. And it it occurred to me that every time uh, one of those guys in the black and white stripes either slips and falls or gets run over by a player or something, everybody laughs and seems to like that. Did you ever have uh, – I'm sure you had to have one or two over the years where you got wrong place at the wrong time or you ended up on your backside when you didn't want to be? Yeah, yeah, it happens, Mike. You know, and, and it's funny because – most times when someone does take an unexpected fall, the, the first reaction is to check and see if they're okay. And then if they are, you know, we share a laugh because it looks so funny, right? I mean, but in the referee's case, they just laugh. They never really ask if they're okay. You know, it's just rewind no, again. No. Let's see. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Anything funny for the, the whole entertainment time. of the game, Mikey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Have you, what's, what's your most embarrassing situation like that on the field? Cause all eyes are on you, you know, uh, one of my greatest stories was my rookie year. It was preseason two, my first year as a referee, my older brother, Tony was on my crew and a very, very well-decorated umpire, Carl Paganelli of the famous Paganelli brothers was my umpire. We were in Chicago and it was my first or it was actually my third replay review. Uh, but it would have been my first replay review where after review, the ruling on the field wasn't what the officials on the field ruled. And Tony and Carl ruled on a play that said it was a catch. And then we looked at review and realized that it wasn't. So coming out of the, uh, of the hood, my brother, who was the back judge, was, was the timing guy to let me know when we were coming back from television as well. So he would always ask kind of quietly for me to give him the answer before I went on air. And I kind of avoided him in this case. And I remember getting on the field in, in Soldier Field. And you kind of pick out a person in the stands as well as a fixed point, you know, for your eye level. And I'm looking at this guy with a brat in his hand. And, and this is the first time that I came out of review and realized I had to overturn it. So I thought I had this all down. And I was, you know, I was already a, a three-game veteran with a microphone. And I thought I was going to be so good at it. And I remember I clicked the mic on and I... I said, after review, the ruling is, and I just blanked. I red-lighted. I froze. I'm staring at this guy with this brat in his hand. And I said, the ruling is, and it was like a dead pause, and I said, the ruling isn't good. It's not good. And it's just like this guy, this brat went right in this guy's face. I mean, it, and I just froze, and it was like, not good. And then I kind of worked my way through it. And I remember clicking the microphone off, and I was being stared at by three or four officials with about 80 years of uh, experience. Paganelli walks over to me because he's from Chicago, and he goes, hey, 
Boom. Come here, buddy. Listen, everything I do on this field is good. What, what, what do you mean? I'm not good. You know, so uh, there, there's a lot of those moments, but that's one that uh, definitely jumps out to me, you know. Um, oh, it happens, God, that's and, the best. And we don't get another take, right? I mean, it's live television, so. Uh, uh, it <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's and and not you're the good. guy. The brought and you're the guy that it brought. Oh, mustard's all over his face. He's getting hit by his buddy, and I started laughing. I'm laughing right on the field. Like, it isn't good. It's not good. And you're the guy that ended up in broadcasting, Gene. You're on national TV every weekend. Yeah, that's what got them all interested early, Mike. I was early in my career saying, look, you can trust me. I promise you can trust me with the live microphone. And, and you know what Great else isn't good, Gene? I'll tell you what else isn't good is the way these tackles are allowed to false start every time. Poor T.J. Watt had no chance to get in the backfield because 75 from Buffalo was given a couple of back steps every down. When are we going to fix this? A head start. Hey, Mike, honest to goodness, it's a good point. And and you know what? We don't like to split hairs on those plays, right? And, And there's a lot of times when you're on the field, I can tell you, and you're so screwed in on those plays, because we do know fractions of a second or a flinch is a flinch, right, at times. And, and you really have to be on point right before the snap. There's four or five officials really at that moment that have to be locked in. There are times when, when those interior linemen on both sides of the field, they'll anticipate the movement of a football so perfectly that it appears that they're false starts, but actually the ball is starting to move right when they move. With that said, I will tell you that one thing that I have noticed this year um, is that they're coming out of that stance even earlier than the ball being, you know, moving. And, uh, and I have seen the same thing, to be honest with you. Like, there's a trend there where the officials, I, I don't know if they're being told to, look, make those bigger, you know, or don't split hairs. Don't get too technical was the phraseology they would always use with us. Don't, don't be overly technical. But in those cases and in these cases, like you have just mentioned, there is a, it's a great advantage, right? I mean, look, people talk about, oh, that's not a defensive holding. He only grabbed it. He didn't really even stop him, but it's a half a step. In precision football at this level, half a step is gigantic. The same applies for an interior lineman getting that really fraction of a second start. We all know that that first step for that tackle creates an angle for him that doesn't allow T.J. Watt to get where he, he deserves to be because of it so uh those are things that when they see that trend you know what you hope is the training tape show that uh they emphasize it to the officials to get more technical and get more precise on it and then usually what follows is we have a couple that get called that shouldn't be called you know so uh it Mm -hmm. it, kind of works its way through but that is something that i have seen as well around the league uh where you see kind of them getting that little bit of an advantage on the start Gene, another trend is roughing the passer. Last night, Judon got called for one on on Baker Mayfield and Henry Mondo roughing the passer. Yeah. What, what are what are we doing here? Um, how much cleaner can he could he have hit Josh Allen for for it not to be a roughing the passer call? He, he can't do a better job than he did, Billy. I mean, you know, when you see quarterbacks get hit and they that wording and that part of roughing will say at or below the knee, right? So you're giving them a little general area to, to have this leeway to protect the quarterback 
if it feels like it's just above the knee because it bends that leg, especially when they're in passing right. posture, uh, to a place where it's dangerous. But these are good hits. These guys are being asked. We all know their target area is so small for hitting a quarterback like that that you, you know you never want to see a defensive player get penalized for making such a tough play now with the rules restricting them so much. And then he does everything you've asked him to do, and there's still a flag. Uh, and you know what? You've got to get better. You, you just have to get better. It's not a play I want to see them put into replay, and we start talking about this portion or that portion. This is just a flat-out statement. You've got to get better with roughing the passer. Young referees also, and I will say this not as a, as a slight against them, when you move to this level as a referee, defense, you know, everyone is faster in the NFL. We know downfield they get quicker, right? Everyone, it's a faster game than college. The thing that I realized more than anything when I moved from being a downfield official to a referee is how unbelievably fast the big guys are. Like when you are six foot five, 300 pounds, and you can move like they can really move, that speed differential coupled with that, that, that body being that big, it is unbelievably different at the NFL level. So you will see contact and hit. Joe Burrow got hit early in the season, legally by a uh, Philadelphia Eagles defensive player. But the hit was so severe that when you're within 10 feet of it, your brain tells you that's not humanly possible to be okay. It's just too severe. <laughs> so you kind of have a reaction, you know, and I'm dumb serious yeah. about it. And then really for, and this is not in defense of that play because look, you've got to get the play right and you have to slow down, be late with your flag. If you think it's a foul, but digest it two or three times in your head, rewind it. When you see a quarterback kind of bend forward, right? When he's standing still and it's an awkward way that he goes down because of the severity of that hit, you just can't automatically think that that has to be a foul just because he falls kind of ugly, right? You still got to go back to the principles of, where was the contact? Did he land on him? Did he show me uh, if he's falling on him? Did he try to move himself? Did he try to brace himself? All of these little triggers that must be run through your mind within a second or two, you must go through them before you throw a flag. Uh, and in that case, and that's a big play, right? We had an illegal formation, I believe, on the play, followed by a roughing the passer call, which in the NFL for penalty enforcement is called a 515. So you had a minor foul against the offense and a major 15-yard foul against the defense. And when you do those plays, you, you ignore. You don't decline the illegal formation, but you ignore the minor foul, and then you penalize the major, which was the other element that Sean had to deal with once he made that call. So it's an unusual penalty enforcement as well. But roughing in general, it's not an easy call but you must stay to the principles of what makes something a foul and, and check mark each box. And, and it has to meet those elements before you throw. Uh, and in that case, he, he missed the play. I mean, we, we miss those referees miss that play once or twice a week. And they're too big of the fouls too big, right? You, you're, it's a, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a foul. You don't want to miss. It's too big. It changes the field. It changes a series in the NFL. When you give a team a new series of downs, I don't care if it's the fourth quarter or the, or the first quarter. When you give a team a new series of downs on a penalty from, a, from, a, from the people on the field, the entire game has changed from that point onward. And that's the magnitude of missing a call in the NFL. You know, a new series means three more minutes of game time gone. 
field position gone for the next quarter and a half, my strategy changes immediately on one missed call with 10 minutes left in the first quarter. And then you hear about that for the remainder of the week. It's not to be brushed off like, well, it wasn't in crunch time, like the general public says. Crunch time in the NFL is at the opening kick, and it ends when the last second goes off the clock. Every play is that in the grading sense and, and for the game because it's that important. Gene, you couldn't be explained that. any better with any more depth or detail. I was worried you were just going to say that the call against Mongo was not good, but <laughs> you really you really painted a picture. No good. <laughs> it's amazing how, how far I've come in 22 years, Mikey, right? Now Unbelievable. Now I've how to embellish, direct, deflect, <laughs> and then try to throw a little bit in there that creates conversation at the water cooler later today, and then usually mess with a lot of hatred. Like, who the heck does this guy think he is? He's trying to BS us again to protect the fraternity. So it's a wonderful <laughs> life, Mike. <laughs> it is. Happy holidays. Gene, appreciate uh, you joining us every week this year and looking forward to talking to you for some post-holiday and some post-season games after the beginning of the year. Thanks so much, Mo. You guys have a great day, a wonderful holiday, and you too, I Gene. look forward to talking to you when we get to the postseason. You too, Gene. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks. Juno. All right. Take care. That was Gene Steratore, the uh, CBS uh, officiating analyst who yeah, does all their the uh, games. A good, uh, good guy. Uh, but that is going to do it for our show, uh, Matt. Um, Moving along here. We're on Tuesday, right? A week from today, we'll be. Talking, have a normal week. Talking about Five that Bengals game next week. week yeah, right, yeah. How about that? It feels just shocking to have this right now. <laughs> right. My my body is just. I'm not used to. You know. <laughs> After the last three weeks, it's like, okay, what what day is today? I had no idea. Yeah, it it does feel weird to have a normal week because usually I become a robot, and Tuesday at noon I'll be doing this, and this last couple weeks have not took us out of our schedule too. But uh, that's going to do it. Uh, So for Matt, for Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air, I am Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.